I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Tim just returned from a six night cruise out of Port Miami on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas that went over to Coco Key, Labadee. And Falmouth, Jamaica, Tim joins us on the line right now. Tim, it's been darn near three years since we chatted, buddy. How you doing? Doing fine now that we get the cruise again. Yeah, so great to hear your voice, man. You're up there in Fargo, North Dakota. By the way, is North Dakota, does it get hot in the summertime? Because I know it gets, I have had some buddies in flight school up there at UND, and they were always complain about the winter weather on social media. Does it get like in the 90s, though, in the summertime? Who would we be if we weren't complaining about the cold? Yeah, I mean, it does get cold, but yes, it does get pretty warm. In fact, when we left here to go on this cruise, it was like 100 degrees back here at home. So that was no fun being able to brag about being down in the Bahamas in this sunny weather when it's just as warm up here for everybody else. But do you have the humidity up there as well? Yes, in fact, today, um, right away this morning, I went outside to go to work, and it was 70% humidity. I mean, you barely walk to your car without starting to sweat, you know, so... Yeah, welcome to Florida every day of the year. (laughs) We're going to talk about Explorer of the Seas. Before we get to the ship itself, we'll take a step back, though. What made you want to take this six-nighter on Explorer out of Port Miami? Well, this particular cruise was scheduled to be in Coco Cay on July 4th. And I had seen that they had done fireworks last year. And so I thought, this looks like it would be awesome to be in Coco Cay with fireworks. Well, they only did that last year because it was the restart. Mm-hmm. And so there was no fireworks in Coco Cay, but that was part of the reason we uh, liked the itinerary and we hadn't been on Royal Caribbean since 2016. Our very first cruise was on Enchantment back then. And so after doing Carnival all these years between there, we wanted to return to Royal and uh, get back on one of their ships and experience that again. Very cool. So you make your way from Fargo down to Port Miami with the crazy airfare and cancellations and everything these days. Did you do any pre-cruise time in Miami? Just one day. We always fly a day early just to make sure there's, there is no problems, especially the way uh, air travel is right now, um, which went pretty smooth for us. We were only delayed two hours, so <laughs> we made it. So, no, we just went, checked into a hotel, stayed there, hung out by the pool, and uh, and uh, that was our only time in Miami since we've been there so many times. It was just uh, kind of a relaxed day beforehand. Very cool. Now, I know there's a lot of ships sailing out of, or a lot of Royal Caribbean ships. Were you able to sail out of Terminal A? We were in G. G. Okay, so you were down on the end. So how was your embarkation process once you got to Port Miami? It was fine. We had a junior suite, so we got to go in the suite line. So we passed on through. Everything went smoothly, uh, presenting all our stuff. We had downloaded everything and taken our pictures on the app beforehand. So we were in, and we did not have to sit in the terminal for one minute. We were walked right onto the ship. What is Royal Caribbean doing as far as document checks pre-cruise? Like Carnival is using Verifly, so is Holland America, and I think Princess right now. Is Royal Caribbean using any third-party service like that, or are they doing everything internally through their app and verifying it through the uh, Royal app? You know, I guess I can't say for sure. I don't recall them saying anything about using a Verifly or anything like that. We (laughs) did everything ourselves. We just had our card, and we had uploaded information on the app. And so when we got there... They just scanned our stuff, and we were right through the door. And what would you say from curb to ship, how long it took you? Oh, we were probably 10 minutes. Nice. 
Now, your last cruise with Royal was Enchantment of the Seas. This is Explorer of the Seas. So what were your first impressions walking on Explorer? Obviously very different. This has the promenade on there. So um, Enchantment, you've got your big... uh, Centrum there, 13 floors or whatever, however high that is, big open. And, you know, that the first time we had ever walked on a ship, we saw that it was huge. We loved it. And this is different. So we liked the promenade. I think we kind of liked that Centrum a little bit more. That seems to be our gathering place. We always kind of like the bar in that area for some reason and sitting there and the people coming and going. But the Centrum thing was very cool. It was lit up very neatly. We walked right into that area and... I thought it was a very good-looking ship. Nice. So you make your way to your stateroom. You had the junior suite for this one. What makes it a junior suite? Like, how different is it from your typical balcony? We had never had even a balcony before, so this was a splurge for us. So it's a bigger room overall. You get a... The bathroom seemed to be basically the same size generally, so nothing too fancy there. I did have a tub, though. I would say that was the one thing that's a little different to your little corner shower, I guess. You get a full tub... It has a walk-in closet, and then I don't know if it really square footage would be basically almost like two cabins, but it's pretty good size. So you've got a sitting area with a little couch and two chairs and a coffee table and your bed, and it's basically almost like two desks with chairs to them along the one wall and everything. And then we were on the basically the hump area. So our balcony was a little bit bigger than the average balcony, too, which was kind of nice. We had one lounger and two chairs out there. And so the whole thing, I mean, we just loved it. So I told my wife she was going to be spoiled and we'll never go back to an interior or an ocean view again. I'm, I'm curious, did you have USBs in your room? Because I know just before the shutdown, they were announcing there was this massive like $100 million refurbishment program scheduled for Explorer. That never happened. And the last, I guess, major upgrade was 2015. So were there like USBs or any extra plugs added? Not that I recall. No, we each had our phones plugged in regular outlets. So I'm assuming if there was other ones, and I probably should have really looked and taken a note on it, but if there was any by the beds or anything, I did not happen to notice them. So we just kind of used the regular outlets to charge everything. Yeah, well, the ship's like 22 years old at this point, so I'm sure that there was uh, <laughs> there were no USB ports back in 2000 when this ship was being, or actually earlier than that, because like they start building these things like in 97 or 98. So very cool. Let's talk about the dining on board this ship. It was six nights. You did those three islands. We'll start at the top at the Windjammer, which is Royal Caribbean's buffet. How is the buffet service on Royal Caribbean right now as far as are they serving you as of July of 2022 or are they are you serving yourself? And how do you think of the food and the quality? You serve yourself except for you're not getting your own drinks. So if you want water, lemonade, those types of things, they are doing those. Everything else is serve yourself, even the bacon. So Mm -hmm. I was in heaven with that. The food quality is pretty decent. Depends on what you're getting. Like um, you can get a burger on the buffet. The buns for those were really dense. They weren't like light and fluffy. So, you know, there's some things like that where not so... I don't want to say they're bad, but, you know, not as good. And then they had some steak at one point, and that was really good. I really like that with the peppercorn sauce and different things. So different items, I'd say their quality was up and down between mm-hmm. those things. But overall, I really liked all the selection and the change. We had done a lot of carnival cruises. Carnival's buffet seemed to stay pretty much the same every night, where mm-hmm. theirs altered every day, which was kind of nice that you weren't coming to the same items every single day. So I did appreciate that quite a bit. 
as far as your time in the main dining room, now I know a lot of cruise lines are starting to change if they have not already. Does Royal still do like the anytime dining and the traditional dining or is everything just anytime? You can choose. I did anytime. That worked out fine when we were ready to eat. We got in there right away. We, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to wait when you want to do your anytime, but Mm -hmm. we got in there right away and absolutely no problem. The one, and I know this is, can be controversial, but they don't dance in the dining room anymore. So I know some people be happy about that and stuff. And uh, my wife kind of likes that entertainment. But with all the protocol changes, they don't do the dancing in the dining room anymore. Now, as far as the food quality in there, uh, you said you've done a lot of carnival sailings before. How would you compare like Royal Caribbean's main dining room food quality to carnival? Portions are a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And kind of the same thing again. Some things are better, some things worse. Mm -hmm. I felt like some of the desserts on Carnival are better than Royals. I had steak the one night. I thought that was really good. My wife had a chicken parmesan. She loved that, thought it was really good. So a little back and forth when you're going to compare. But nothing was bad or terrible that we didn't like. I see here you did no specialty restaurants, but you did do Johnny Rockets. So for the listener, is Johnny Rockets like a surcharge or how does that work like for breakfast and lunch and dinner? We didn't go in there for breakfast, but I'm sure it works all the same. You go in and you pay a flat fee and then you can order as much as you want, except for milkshakes aren't included. So that's an that's an extra charge if you want a milkshake, but soft drinks are um, so you can get those with your food. I got a burger and my wife got like a BLT. We got onion rings and bacon cheese fries to share. So mm-hmm. it's okay. I, we used to have a Johnny Rockets here and they closed down. And I kind of remembered why, because it wasn't as good as I would have liked. I mean, we love guys burgers. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we were comparing to, I guess. But uh, not that it was bad there again, but it wasn't quite what um, we were hoping for, I guess. It's a flat fee though, right? So like you could order basically anything except milkshakes for one cost? Yeah. Once you've gotten in there and you go in there, yeah, if you wanted to keep ordering. In fact, I did after my burger, then I got a, a grilled cheese after that. Ooh, that too, could be dangerous. So. Yeah. How about as far as like any poolside venues or the pizza on board? Do you experience any of that? Pizza, yes. We did the pizza several times. Um, it's cruise ship pizza. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a cruise line out there that just excels in that, I haven't experienced that yet. We've just done Carnival and Royal, but between those two, it's about the same level pizza. Carnival might be a little bit better on that one again. Uh, the Deli, too, um, which on this ship, I think Royal, don't they have like a Sorrento's? Generally, that's where the pizza is. They're their own pizza spot. Yeah, that's this the one Royal is kind one. of a combined thing. They're both in the exact same spot. Gotcha. Um, So they got some sandwiches and desserts there and stuff, which we got a couple of those things, too. And they're okay and everything. So that would be the only other dining that we did. Let's talk about the entertainment on this six night cruise. How was it throughout your six days? It was all there. Everything was happening. You know, we cruised back in September and it was really scaled down. I always said that cruise was trivia and trivia. And at midnight, you could go do trivia again if you wanted (laughs) uh, because there wasn't as many shows and things going on. But it seemed to me that everything was operating. They had all the shows going. So we had a comedian. They had the big production shows and everything, which I will give, even though the choice and songs that they were doing wasn't... um, exactly what i would like at least royal has a full real band yes drummer guitar player horns the whole the whole thing instead of the pre-recorded music that carnival uses so i did like that a lot 
Well, how about the cruise directors? Because those vary, like I noticed from Royal and Carnival, totally different, almost 180 degree separation between the two. Yeah, the one on this one, I don't know, maybe it's because it's more of a a sophisticated crowd. I'm not sure what the difference is. Carnival seems to be a little bit more party. Mm -hmm. Um, On our last cruise, if you know who Cookie is, Mm -hmm. he was our cruise director. It's just a little more hyped up, a little more fun, little... um, he seemed more accessible and approachable, and he was everywhere all the time where we didn't feel like we saw the cruise director as much. It seemed like he was almost more like an MC. He just kind of came out and announced something and told a couple jokes and was gone. But not that that was bad. It's just a difference in our preference. It was still fine. It was still fun. And, uh, you know, we did the marriage show, which was a lot of fun. We always we always have to go to the marriage show so we can watch the, <laughs> the young couples uh, almost file for divorce only after being married for like a week. So, <laughs> How about like music around the ship? Another highlight for a royal ship over the carnival ships, for me anyway, to have um, an actual band by the pool, whether it's a three or four piece band playing reggae or you know, is a highlight instead of just hearing the same DJ music over and over again. So Mm -hmm. I personally appreciate that. Plus, you know, they're playing in other venues. They had a very, very good, very talented band that was playing there on the promenade and in different venues at different times that I really like to watch. I play guitar myself. I like watching musicians and stuff. So I really enjoyed that as opposed to, and Carnival does have a band too here and there, but they're just, more of it on the royal ship so Mm -hmm. i really enjoy being able to watch and listen to these other musicians very cool let's talk about the sea days on this six night cruise now did you have any um like information on how many people were actually sailing on your ship or the capacity number or anything like that i did have it because we managed a facebook group for this particular sailing and somebody did post it all and so maybe later i could find that for you but uh as far as I know, it was pretty full. It was, it was, I wouldn't say it was completely full ship, but it was pretty full. And yet it was still never feeling crowded, never feeling like um, too overwhelmed with people in any one area. And even by the pool, it seemed like we were always able to find a place, maybe not the exact perfect place you might want to sit or anything, but at least you could still find a spot by the pool somewhere. Because that ship has one of the, uh, the main promenades that Royal Caribbean has. Do you think, like, does that kind of ease up the congestion, having that promenade right through the middle of the ship? Yes and no. That was one of the spots that they would have the band perform. And so when they were there, they're just on the one side. It can really kind of get congested trying to get through there. And they also had their um, soda machines there, which, you know, a line could form there. And on the other end, they would sometimes do T-shirt sales and stuff, which then things kind of got a little hectic and a little hard to get through. Gotcha. But other than that, it was fine. It's an easy walk from end to end um, without too much problems. Just whenever they would have something like that going on would make it a little tougher. Sure. How about the casino as far as the smoke situation, either in or around the casino? Definitely smoking in the casino. It didn't ever seem like the casino was so outrageously busy. Um, so it didn't seem terrible. I don't notice smoke as much as my wife does, and she didn't really complain about it. So this probably wasn't as bad as it can be on this particular sailing for whatever reason. But um, the casino was never just packed for some reason. 
you know, I've noticed that on the past few sailings, and I don't know if it's like the state of the world right now or if people aren't wanting to spend because they're spending money on other things. Like you can't get a specialty reservation or a spa treatment to save your life if you're on board these days. Like you have to do all this stuff before you actually board. But I noticed on my past couple of sailings, casino was like a ghost town. Yeah. I mean, there was people in there, but it just was not as crazy. We did a slot poll with our group the one day and we were about the only people in there, really. So it was. How does that work? You like, does everyone put in like uh, 10 or $20 and then you basically you say there's 10 people, there's $200 or $100 in the machine. And then you just you split it all at the very end after the last poll. Yep. Basically, we did $20 in and we were doing a $5 poll. So each person went up and did four polls, five bucks, you know, a time. Mm -hmm. So they did their $20. And at the end, then we we were down a little, but we decided to take our money that we had, go put it on black on the roulette table and uh, we won. And so nice. we each walked away with $28 instead of 20 So it was just a fun thing that we all got together and did. And everybody had a lot of fun cheering everybody on and stuff. And that's really and we made cool. Eight bucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. When you're, when you're down, be like, okay, so it's, gonna, it's all or nothing. Let's go over to the roulette table and hope it doesn't land on green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So let's talk about the ports of call. You went to Coco Key, uh, Labadee, and Falmouth, Jamaica. So uh, how was your day at Coco? Coco was beautiful. That was the very first stop on our very first cruise, although it was just an island back then. Now it's a water park and everything else. Um, so we basically went to about the same area we sat before and kind of just did the same thing, just went in the water and relaxed and had some drinks and stuff. And then we walked around and checked the whole place out. And if you like the water park and everything, that place is amazing. I, I, I almost kind of wish we would have gone into the water park and checked it all out. But um, And actually, I wish I would have done that Daredevil water slide or whatever yeah. it's called. Uh-huh. Oh, because that just... Looked fun, but Coco Cay, it was a little windy that day. We were going to do the balloon ride up, mm-hmm. uh, but so it was a little windy, so we didn't get to do that. But that island is really something. Uh, Royal really did something with that island, and it's an amazing place. With the water park, so I know it's like, let's just say it's a 99 or whatever, 100 bucks to get in there. It fluctuates by season and ship, but if you wanted to just walk in there and take a look at it, could you do that? Or do you actually have to have admission or a wristband or something just to even get into the water park part? I think you have, we didn't try to walk in there, so I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think you have to stop and get uh, your ticket scanned or something before gotcha. your, your band or however that works before you can even get in there. Boy, what a, what a money grab there, right? When you, when you have oh. little kids in the ship docks and the kids start screaming, I want to go to the water park, yeah. $99. That, that was me. <laughs> I wanted to go too, but um, <laughs> my wife's fun. not a water park person and stuff, so I wasn't going to just abandon her right, and go no. play by myself. So. You're, a, you're a good husband, good man, Tim. <laughs> so then you went over to Labadee. How was Haiti? That was our first time there beautiful the sand is wonderful until you start getting the water that's a little rocky so bring some water shoes with you and everything once again though we rented a little uh, clamshell type thing for the day and sat there on the beach and just swam around and tried to snorkel a little bit and things and then uh just walked around checked out the island there and uh that place is this cool. And that was another one too. I wanted to do the zip line and I don't know why I didn't. I should have done it. Cause that thing just looks awesome. 
that thing is amazing. It's you will scream on that thing, like <laughs> as far as speed, like just. And I did it like ten years ago, and I would totally do it again if I go back there because talk about a thrill. That was probably the best zipline I've ever done, and definitely the fastest I've done in my life. Oh, uh, uh, now I wish I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time there. And did you have a drink package or anything on this sailing? Just a soda package. Okay. So does your soda package work on the private islands too? I believe it does. We never did get anything. Mm -hmm. um, we're not big drinkers, but that is when we get drinks a lot of times is when yeah. we're on the islands and stuff. So, And we just purchase those straight out whenever we want one. Gotcha. Okay. And your third port of call was Falmouth, Jamaica. How was your day there? That was a very fun and interesting day. We booked an excursion to do river tubing. And so they took us by bus to this place where we put on life vests and everything. And then they took us in the back of a truck on, I think was a road. I'm mm -hmm. not really sure because <laughs> it was the bumpiest, scariest thing, <laughs> scarier than the tube ride back to the river and went tubing down the river, which was just very fun. Uh, the tour guides were awesome and it was really interesting. They taught us a lot about Jamaica and stuff as we floated down the river. Royal Caribbean was involved in developing that port back in 2010, I believe, or 2011. Does it have a lot of Royal Caribbean influence there? Like when you dock there, are you seeing the Diamonds International, the Carolojas and all of that? There are some of those stores. There's a lot of, um, you know, vendors and stuff, too. And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or anything, but there was a lot of empty shops. So I'm not sure if it was all full. We've yeah. never been there before. But unfortunately, it wasn't as uh, many shops and things as you would maybe think should be there. Gotcha. So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was Debark? Debark was fast. We self-assisted off of the ship, walked out, and we were out of there in absolutely no time at all. So when you go back, are you going back to Terminal G or were you going to Terminal A? We were back at G. Okay, gotcha. As far as the customs, was there facial recognition or a customs agent there? Facial recognition. I'm assuming that's run by, I don't know if that's run by the porter. Uh, I think it's who, run by who, who runs those things? I, but yeah, you just come up there and they snap your picture and you're out of there. Cool. Very nice. Any first time tips to offer someone either wanting to sail this itinerary or explorer of the seas? Explorer of the seas. Wonderful ship. I, like I said, our first return to Royal since 2016. The Royal Promenade is a very interesting place to go see the ship itself. I think everything flows about it really well. Um, explore the ship. There is neat things. There's, um, if you go in the front of the ship, there's an area with windows where you can look down into the bridge of the ship and uh, watch them at work there, uh, driving the ship and stuff. And just there's some little hidden gems around the ship if you just take your time to go and find them. We, we explored all over and, and sail away. You can actually go up onto the helicopter pad on the very front of the ship, which is where we went for the sail away. And, and that was a lot of fun to, to do that. So as far as the itinerary, Jamaica, do the river tubing. That was that was fun. Like I said, the truck ride was a little scary. My wife thought we were going to flip over <laughs> a few times, but it was really fun and very interesting, uh, the history and things that the, the guides were really well informed. So that was a, a great thing to get to learn about Jamaica and its people. Did you get to do the Flowrider? 
No, I wanted to, but I've got a knee problem ah. right now and I, I can't get on my knee. And so I was uh, going to try it and I kept, <laughs> I kept getting on my knees in the, in the cabin thinking, can I, can I stand the pressure on my knee? Can I stand the pressure on my knee so I can get on my knees and then hop up? But I just can't get on my knee right now. So no. If you have to ask yourself that question, probably good you didn't do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I thought, nah, I'd just make it worse. Uh, looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise? I think for us, splurging and getting that junior uh, suite was a nice, nice touch. It gave us so much extra room, and um, our cabin attendant was wonderful, and I'm sure they are any part of the ship, but we had a particularly wonderful cabin attendant that we just fell in love with and talked to for ever. <laughs> so the ship itself, the relaxation of the two private islands in one itinerary, I don't know. That's part of the reason we go on cruises is we run a business, we're stressed to just sit by the ocean, sit on our balcony and relax. That is the biggest part of cruising for us. So Take it all in and just smell this. I slept on that balcony like a baby with that sea nice. air. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking with Tim about his six-night cruise on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas out of Port Miami over to Royal's Private Island, Perfect Day, and Labadee, the peninsula on Haiti and Falmouth, Jamaica. Tim, as always, great to talk to you, and I hope the next conversation isn't three years from now. Uh, I hope not. No, we got some other ones booked, so we'll see if we can't... Um, connect again just back from a cruise let's talk about it email doug at cruiseradio.net a big question we get at cruise radio is how do i know if i need trip insurance simple answer if you're getting on a plane taking a road trip or getting on a cruise ship you need to have travel insurance Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast, or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 